This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. On today's Sidecast, we catch up with former Cyclone and NFL quarterback David Archer, now the analyst for the Atlanta Falcons, and for Big 12 This Morning on Sirius XM Radio. David still follows his Cyclones very closely, so he has some great opinions on what's going on with Matt Campbell's program and the guys going into the NFL from the Iowa State football program. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with David Archer. So, David, obviously you're directly involved in the NFL with the Falcons, but you also follow college football in the Big 12 in particular very closely. What did you think of Iowa State landing four players in the NFL draft and and 10 players from Iowa State getting NFL opportunities? Well, first of all, John, pride. It was the first thing that came to mind for me, where the program is, what Matt's been able to do as a head football coach and his staff, and to be able to recruit kids that they come in and work and then work their way into the National Football League. I just was a lot of pride. Obviously, we wanted to get that first-round pick for Brees, but um, it wasn't very far along after he got himself his name called. I think he's going to be a star in the Big Apple. There's no question about that. But uh, I think pride was the thing that came to mind for me, John. First was I remember being in Ames in the early mid-'80s there, and, and, um, and uh, there wasn't a lot of notoriety surrounding Iowa State. We had a few guys here and there that would come out. But uh, I think people look to the program now for guys all over the place, whether it's, you know, offensive or defensive players, special teams guys. And that I take great pride in that as a former Cyclone. The Jets offense was a little bit anemic last year, but they've certainly added some great pieces in the offseason and they have a, a talented running back and Michael Carter. What kind of impact do you think Brees can have there? Well, first of all, Brees is a three down guy. And I think that that is not something that is prevalent among all backs in the National Football League. I think guys have certain specialties and they contribute that. But Brees has shown the ability to affect the game, his ability to run it. Certainly, he's got incredible patience for a guy that plays college football that really has another year to play in college football. But he, he's coming out and, and um, just his patience and his his vision kind of belie his years. It just talks about his talent, but then his willingness to, you know, block if he's asked to from a protection standpoint, which will be big in the National Football League, to be on the field in three downs. A lot of backs, you can't have them in the game if they can't block because teams in the National Football League are, are, are looking to break you down, break your protection down. And if you've got a weak link, a back that's not willing to step up in there and take somebody on, then you got you've got a liability. Brees is not that. And then the fact that if you release him out of the backfield and, and get him the ball in space, I mean, the adventure begins for the defense. So all those things uh, he brings to the table. I think he's a very unique guy. I think stepping into the leg right, league right now, I can't think of 10 backs that are better than him in the National Football League right now, and he hasn't taken a snap in the league. Wow. That's uh, that is high praise. You know, Charlie Kohler, David's another guy. He, he grew up in Norman admiring Mark Andrews. Now he gets to play alongside him in the Ravens. They came back with another tight end right after that. Isaiah likely Charlie's accustomed to multiple tight end sets. That feels to me like a good fit. What's your take on Charlie with the Ravens? 
Yeah, they want to, John, they want to run the football there. Obviously, their quarterback is dynamic. They, they want to run the ball, not only with him, but with their backs. They want to mash you and they want to they want to pile you up in the run game and then create those plays off play action, which should be very comfortable for Charlie. That's kind of what he played in in college for, for his entire career. His versatility to be able to stand on the line of scrimmage and block, but then to step off the line of scrimmage, be that H-back tight end, to be able to flex out in the slot, much like Andrews does, gives them an incredible versatility. Likely he's very similar. So they've got three guys that are pass-catching tight ends. I'm not sure that I can think of another group in the league that has three accomplished pass catchers that are willing to hit you in the mouth in the run game. So I'm excited for him. I'm excited they embrace that. I mean, you can't, you don't go very far from Ozzie Newsom's memory, albeit he's not running the operation in Baltimore or before that in Cleveland, one of the great tight ends that ever played in college football or played in the National Football League. So they still have that flavor and that uh, affinity for tight ends. So Charlie's in a pretty good spot. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. David, we saw Denver grab any was Rike. And tell me in today's NFL, how valuable are defensive linemen that have the skill set to play both inside and out? Yeah, it's it's incredibly uh, important. You know, there's people want to classify defenses as 4-3-3-4, and I'm not sure you can do that anymore. I think Iowa State's a, a, a typical example of their ability to rush three, or the next thing you know, you got five or six coming at you. You know, and John Haycock has prepared these guys that are coming out that are playing and Owazarike is going to be one of those guys that he can play the edge on first down, uh, maybe play a five technique and a three, four, if they're in a, in a fair and a three, four. And then all of a sudden you go to a pass rush situation, you go to a NASCAR package where you've got guys that can get after the passer. You bring a couple of lighter edge rushers in on the side and Owazarike slides to the inside. And all of a sudden he's a three technique defensive tackle in a four man pressure look. And he's played all those positions. I think that's the key, and that's what John does such a good job of is he prepares these guys, one, to play at Iowa State and play multiple positions because you never know who's going to go down. There may be an injury or two here or there, and, and a guy has to slide someplace else to fill a spot because you've got another guy who can step in to his spot and play as well. But it prepares them immensely for what the league is going to look like because versatility is what teams are looking for. They're not looking for a, a guy. Obviously, it's just going to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. But he's accomplished at those positions to where he's it's going to make him that much more valuable for the Denver Broncos. So I'm excited for him as well. You know, the great irony of Brock Purdy to the 49ers is that Brock really brought Iowa State back to relevance, and now he's Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts <laughs> on, uh, on Brock's opportunity in San Francisco? Yeah, there couldn't be more any more relevant player in Iowa State history than Brock Purdy. I had a chance to be around him a little bit and meet him. He's a quality young man. He represented the school in the highest possible way, both on and off the field, which is cool. And I think that's what you got to be as a quarterback. You become a bit of a lightning rod for fandom, but you also become the face of the franchise to a certain extent, even in college. I know Matt's the face of Iowa State, but Brock Purdy is the face of Iowa State as well. So the way he could conducted himself. And don't think that's not that's lost on the 49ers or anybody else that was evaluating some of these quarterbacks to take. And Purdy, Purdy certainly fits that bill. I think it's a good, really good spot for him to go. 
I know Kyle Shannon extremely well. He's the offensive coordinator here in Atlanta in, the, in my days of calling the games here. And I think Purdy's skill set in the stretch running game, which is what he's familiar with at Iowa State, his ability to boot off of that, his ability to hide the football in play action, which is something that's huge in Kyle's system, and then his ability to get it out quick. I saw in his career enough deep throws that tells me that he can make those kind of throws if he's needed to. But let's face it, how many times do you see a guy drop and throw a 50, 60-yard bomb in this game? It's about timing. It's about the ball coming out in the proper spot, proper uh, location. He's an accurate thrower. Uh, and all those things fit for his opportunity in San Francisco. Now, obviously, they've got a guy they drafted first-round pick a year ago, and that's what I would think is their future. But it doesn't mean that Brock can't establish himself in the National Football League in San Francisco uh, and then maybe find himself another spot. Or, in fact, you, this this game is a violent game. He might find himself on the field, but they've got a good one in Brock. And, yeah, he couldn't be any more relevant than he, than he was at Iowa State. I love Authentic Brand's superb Cyclone gear, but did you know Authentic Brand by TCB Companies is an official outfitter of the iHeartRadio Group and Learfield? Outfit your life in Authentic Brand gear and give your personal and professional image a boost. Authentic-brand.com. You've obviously paid very close attention to Matt Campbell's tenure at Iowa State. It's nice, David, for me to be on the asking end of this question for once, but why do you feel that Matt's been able to have the success that he's had? Well, the, the benefit of being able to answer this, John, is because you and I have talked so many times about this topic, and, and I've listened to you on other interviews talk about it, and I would concur. It, it, he cares about what's going on there. He has a tremendous amount of self-pride that won't allow him to not give everything he's got to the cause and to Iowa State. And then the fact that it's it's a different kind of place. And you can, I know you know this, and and we try to explain it to people, but it's, I know people throw the term family, oh, it's family. They throw it around like, it's family. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those places that you really feel like that they're more concerned about how you're feeling today than how you're going to play on the field. Obviously, there's a concern about making sure you're dialed in and doing what you're supposed to do, but that's what I think comes across when you're being recruited by Matt. That's what comes across when you talk to him, that he's a guy that when he asks you a question, he doesn't ask you a question just to carry on a conversation. He listens to the answer and he listens and he responds to what you say. And I, I think there's something very deep about that, that I think people kind of overlook. You can carry on a conversation with someone and talk to them and never really hear anything they say or, or get them to elaborate on what he really cares about that type of thing, the, the, the human interaction. And I think that translates to being able to find those teachable moments with his kids that they latch on and they listen to what he has to say and his staff, what they have to say. And so it's just, um, you know, Brees hit it on the head. It's a, it's a five-star culture versus the five-star kids around the country. And uh, obviously it's proven that uh, they, they can get it done at the highest possible level. Awesome. Yeah. My favorite expression is learn to listen and listen to learn. And uh, it's rare. It's rare these days. Um, David, the college football landscape, I mean, it is changing daily. It seems uh, you even see a guy like Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma. Here's Matt comfortable in who he is and what he stands for. And he's the second longest tenured coach now in the mm -hmm. big 12. What does that say about him? 
Well, it says about his his commitment to Iowa State, and I think Iowa State has in turn Jamie Pollard and and all the people that are around Iowa State have made a commitment to to Matt. You know, I think that Matt is not somebody that comes in and asks for a lot of stuff, but if he asks for a few things, whether it's a little bit more money for his for his assistance or they need a facility upgrade or whatever it might be, Iowa State is Johnny on the spot to get that done because they understand the effort that Matt's putting into it. They put the effort into it as well. There's some ownership at Iowa State with him, and I think that his peers that are the administrators there would concur with that, that that there is some ownership of what he's done. And I think there's a great, I go back to the word pride, there's a great pride with him in what that means. And so he's a throwback guy. He's a guy that values morals, values doing the things the right way. And I'm not trying to throw any shade towards Lincoln Riley or Brian Kelly or anybody else that changes positions, but it, it's different. Matt Campbell's a different guy and, quite frankly, a better guy, in my opinion. That's Dave Archer talking. That's not John Walters or anybody else saying that. That's me. From what I've been able to gather, he's one of those kind of guys you want to send your kids to. And um in this day and age, with everything that's going on in this world, if you're willing to send your son to hang out with this guy and his staff, then that says a lot about who he is. Well, I think you hit on a critical point, which is having the support of the university president, the athletics director, and having them actually value football and wanting to invest in it. You know, one of the things we see that's unique to Iowa State right now is that they're going to take the academic incentive and hold it for kids graduating. And so you're going to get a different kind of kid at Iowa State who maybe is looking at, hey, I want to be there four years. I want to get my degree. And I think for parents, that is music to their ears that that $24,000 carrot is at the end of the, the rainbow. In your mind, can it happen at a place like Iowa State if you don't have a guy like Jamie Pollard who talks to Matt Campbell on a daily basis, really tries to get a feel for what he needs, and as you said, put him in the best position possible to be successful. Well, it can happen without the synergy between those guys. And 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 you mentioned the other administrators there, the president of the uh, president of the university and everything that goes into it. They're they seem to be in lockstep with the importance of what it means to go to class, what it means to maintain your GPA, what it means to get your degree. And then you couple that with the extracurricular activities which are football and Along the line, in a lot of places, they've lost perspective on that. That uh, and, and we're seeing a lot of legislation, a lot of things coming down that are more about the almighty dollar. And, and I understand that that drives the economy. But at some point, there's got to be uh, an investment of hu- in the human, the human investment. And that's what Matt and Jamie do. They do it with one another and they do it with the kids that are on campus. And, and it happens with Bill Finley. It happened. It's happening with T.J. Otzelberger. It's happening across the track team, the wrestling team. It's happened all over campus. So it's a it's a culture as we uh, we tend to throw that that word around a little bit as well. But I don't think that everybody actually understands it. I mean, I would invite anybody to go to Iowa State and see what that looks like. On football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment the Cyclones' John Deere dealer of choice. And it's going to be so unique this year, David, from a football perspective, just to, you know, for years and years, because Matt has been able to recruit kind of under-the-radar guys that have developed into really good players. You know, we've seen Charlie Kohler for all these years. We've seen Brock Purdy for all these years. Eddie Wazirike, Greg Eisworth. And now all of a sudden there's going to be a bunch of fresh faces out there 
And I think Matt's really excited about that challenge. But what are your thoughts on the way the 2022 season might shape up for Iowa State? Yeah, I'm excited for the new kids, you know, whether it's Hunter Decker stepping on the field at quarterback. I know he has watched with Ernest the way Brock Purdy handled his business, the way he practiced. And that, those are the kind of things that, you know, when you throw all those different words around, the family, culture thing, all that stuff, it's, it's about those older guys leading by example there's a natural excitement and i don't think it's wrong to be excited i mean the fact that that there's some name brand guys that are gone um it's okay to be excited for the new guys that are coming in um obviously we'll long for the guys that were here but but there's a there's a newness and a freshness to it that excites you um the legacies of the guys that have that have gone on uh, will forever be etched in iowa state lore that'll That'll forever stay there. So now it's it's an opportunity for for guys to step in that maybe have a little bit different skill set, make it look a little bit different, but still find a way to succeed. I think there's a, there's an excitement around that, and certainly it starts at the quarterback position. Hunter Decker's looks different than Brock Purdy. He throws with a with a different hand. I mean, it's it's a different looking guy, and so he's going to find successes a little bit differently, and we're gonna, it's going to endear it, itself to us. Jarrell Brock, who's a guy that's been waiting. I think you kind of pull for him because he's been waiting for his opportunity. Uh, and here it is. Now he's going to be the featured guy. I, I'm excited about that. And then you get some mainstay guys that come back with Xavier Hutchinson could be one of the top five, six, seven receivers in in, in college football next year. Uh, and with Decker throwing in the ball, maybe throwing a little bit more vertically to him. Who knows what that does to to him to to push him to another level uh, from from an experience standpoint and from a, a number standpoint. And then you get, you know, Will McDonald coming off the edge. Are you kidding me? Maybe the best that Iowa State's ever had. So there's a newness with some of the new guys coming in and some excitement as to what that would bring, maybe a little bit different brand, albeit still looking for success. And then there's the, some mainstay guys that you're expecting to dominate. And uh, so I think that that makes it exciting. I think the 2022 team, uh, I don't know where they're going to be picked. I'm sure that eyes are cast other places in the Big 12, and that's that's great. I'm sure Matt's fine with that. Matt Campbell says, hey, keep the eyes down in Waco. Keep them in Stillwater. Go ahead and look at that new regime in Oklahoma. We'll be ready to play when it comes game day on a Saturday. And, you know, you mentioned Jirel Brock, and, and I'm really excited for him, too, to get that opportunity. And, you know, Matt's really earning the reputation, I think, along with Nate Shieldhouse, who's a really rising star in the coaching profession, the running backs and wide receivers coach for Iowa State, of, of putting talented running backs into the NFL, going back to Kareem Hunt, David Montgomery, Kane Wongwu, now Brees Hall. How big a deal is that in recruiting, David, or isn't it, to, to be able to say, hey, look, look at all these guys we put in the NFL? No, oh, I think it's a it's a huge uh, feather in the cap of Iowa State and, and Matt and what he does with the running back position, what they do at teaching that position in that room. When you begin to look around, if I'm a back, it's the running game has be, been de-emphasized at the National Football League level to a certain extent. And across college football, we see so many spread offenses and, and the run game has kind of been the second thing you get to. Now it's throw the ball out in space and and spread people out. But when you got places like Iowa State, I mean, obviously we saw it at Michigan State as well, but at Iowa State, they've got a number of backs now. You're stacking up a number of backs under Matt Campbell that have gone on to the National Football League. He said, don't don't think that's lost on these guys that are big-time backs that want to carry the ball. They don't want to be a complimentary piece. We want to be the piece. 
And those guys have been for Matt Campbell, and they're developing them to be National Football League players. So that is not lost on any recruit that wants to tote the rock. Last thing for you, David. I know it's uh, really obvious just from talking to you that Iowa State and Ames still holds a really special place in your heart. Uh, when you watch a game on TV or when you're able to come in person, which I know you've done as well, how does it feel to you when you look at what the stadium's become and, and you compare it to, you know, what that stadium looked like w- when you were playing? I know the fan base was always loyal, but now there's 60,000 of them and the building matches the uh, the enthusiasm of those fans. Yeah, Jack Trice is, is, a, is a sight to behold on a Saturday night or a Saturday afternoon when I get a chance to tune in the Cyclones and when I've had a chance to come. I've actually... Over the last few years, courtesy of you and some others, I've, I've been given the opportunity to come back and and see some games when I wasn't able to do that. And I had a chance to see my first Iowa game in a long time and see this team play and see the fans respond to it and be a part of the tailgating scene, which is second to none. I've been to SEC schools and, and calling games, walk through parking lots as I get to the games five, four or five hours as we do as broadcasters before. And the Iowa State tailgate the Iowa State fan takes a backseat to nobody I can promise you that whether you're in Tuscaloosa Alabama or in Athens Georgia Iowa State and Ames Iowa stacks right up against those people as far as getting ready for a game and then going in and supporting their team but I can remember back in 1982 playing in late November against Nebraska the number one team in the country and we got up that morning we knew it was gonna be cold well cold was right I think the 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 number on the thermometer said eight and the wind was blowing about 20 miles an hour. So you can imagine, <laughs> you know, that, that wind chill drifted, drifted south of zero. But when you looked in the stands, it was a record crowd. Iowa State set a record that day for fans in the stands. And this is back when you sat on the grass hillsides and the place only held about 48, 49,000 fans. Just incredible fan base. I've always been proud of the fan base and how they support the team. I don't care what the sport is. Um, some of my favorite memories are going to Hilton Coliseum, but that's another story. But just the fan base and what they mean to the to the team. And I know it's not lost on the players. The players understand that. But to, but to turn the TV on and see what, what Jack Trice Stadium has become, it's a beautiful place. And it's just it, – it looks great on television. And, and I used I've used the word pride a number of times today with you. There's great pride in that as well. And they even replaced the field, so it's, it's going to look even nicer. David, thanks so much. I know I speak on behalf of those fans in saying thank you for sharing your thoughts because your unique perspective as the analyst for the Falcons, working with a tremendous guy, one of the best in the business in West Durham, and then your your analysis on Big 12 this morning on SiriusXM, you kind of bring in a unique perspective. So I just appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I know our fans are going to really enjoy having the opportunity to hear from you. Well, I appreciate it, John, and it's always good to talk to you. And and, uh, I'm trying to represent uh, Iowa State the best way I can. It's neat to be able to get an opportunity to talk about my alma mater virtually every day, and I'm excited about that. I can't thank you enough for what you do across all the sports that you broadcast. I was great friends with Pete Taylor. I'm thankful that I've become real good friends with you. You guys have done a phenomenal job, and I know that the fan – uh, you mean as much uh, to game day as anybody else does, the voice of the Iowa State Cyclones. Well, I appreciate it. I'll pass, uh, I'll pass on a hello to Eric Heff for you, and uh, be great. I know he'll enjoy listening to this as well. Thanks, David. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. 
Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere.